Exodus chapter 14, verses 11 through 14. They said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Isn't this what we told you in Egypt? Leave us alone so that we may serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But Moses said to the people, Don't be afraid. Stand firm and see the Lord's salvation that he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you must be quiet. Hey there, friend, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and I am so thankful that you have taken the time to listen to the podcast today. Let's start off in prayer, and then we're going to talk about Psalm 46. Dear God, thank you so much for my friend who is tuning in today. God, I pray that you bless her, favor her, cover her, meet her, God, in every way that she needs today. God, I pray that um, in anything that I say, God, that is what you want me to say. God, help me to remember that this is all for your glory, all for your purposes. And I pray, Father God, that by diving into your word, that clarity is birthed and that we get anchored in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, friend, I I started off with reading Exodus 14, and the backdrop of that is these centuries, I think 400 plus years of of slavery in Egypt with with the Israelites, and they were led out of Egypt by Moses. You know, this is a whole Bible story. If you spend any level of days in preschool and VBS, right, and um, they were being pursued by Pharaoh to capture them and bring them back as slaves. And y'all, I don't I don't know about you, but sometimes where the enemy gets a foot ahead in our lives and our flesh break down in weakness is in the area of fear. And it's so important to address what are you really afraid of, friend? And I think that's a question to really ponder with the Holy Spirit in your secret time with God. What are you really afraid of? Because sometimes, so our fear, our fear, it, it either leads us in, to, in a way that paralyzes us and keeps us in bondage, keeps us from moving forward, or our fear will motivate us into self-reliance or busyness or I've got to make this happen. Where is the 18th hamster wheel? I'm going to conquer it to compensate for that fear. Like I am not going to lose this battle. I refuse. I am going to. And then from the outside, that person looks like a extremely motivated person. Wow. They kill and knock down any barriers. Won't they do it? I mean, People are probably pulling up a seat to their class, buying their master's classes, reading their books and all of the things. And I'm, and I'm not saying 
And I'm not saying any of that, that God can't use it. But if we travel down the waterline of that iceberg, what is at the base of what's motivating and inspiring them? Because Jesus comes for the core. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't play around. He comes for our core convictions. He comes for our core level beliefs. And at the core belief, what do you believe? And likewise, what are you afraid of? So these Israelites were just, they were just following. They really didn't know. I mean, they, and maybe this isn't fair to broad struck all of them, but the, the gross majority of them were just following, but didn't really know what to believe except for what their parents believe, their grandparents believe, their great-grandparents, right? This is generational bondage. This is all they knew. So in fairness, I mean, when, the, when trouble strikes, when fear is ahead, let's go back to what we know. I don't know wilderness. I know Egypt, right? And sometimes let's not make this big and tangible of things that we might venture into that are keeping us bondage, whether that's alcohol, pornography, womanizing, or just sex in general, drugs, lying, stealing. Let's not make it that big. I mean, what if this is a mental, a habit, a shift of thinking even? I posted this about... Uh, this axiom from Emotionally Healthy Discipleship podcast I listened to with Steve Steve Scazzaro. Really highly encourage you to follow this movement uh, with him and his wife, Jerry. And he was talking about Jesus is in your heart, but grandpa is in your bones. And it makes so much sense, right? Because it's like you may have the best motive and just energy to move forward because of what Jesus told you, but it's those habits, those forming habits that gets that's that like cement us in our past, that cement us in what we have done, or cement us in fear. And what I want to encourage is just you know I, I am not a news watcher. I don't know if you watch news. I wouldn't say I was a, a, a big news watcher ever, but I definitely did take part in it until COVID. Through COVID, I just, that's a whole other discussion. But um, I choose not to watch news. I, I mean, very just new. I mean, just the, the weather. I got the weather app. Listen, if the world is crumbling, I'm going to trust that my husband and my mother, who do watch the news all the time, will let me know something, okay? Um and, and also, I know to know thyself, the self-awareness piece is not just to self-actualize and become the better version of you. It's really, for me, knowing myself, knowing my weaknesses, knowing my, my, my tendencies, it keeps me in bondage. So if I struggle, which I'm raising my hand right now, with anxiety... And my anxiety looks different than other people's. I don't outwardly show much of any of my emotion, honestly. I mean, yes, my face does show maybe my irritation, but generally I will look pretty stoic, but inside I might be rampant, just crazy emotions. 
I think that's a lot, a lot of it. And I think I know a lot of it was learned in childhood. A lot of it is even just my birth order. I mean, I'm the middle child, you know, kind of had to be the shock absorber, coping mechanisms, unhealthy coping mechanisms. Just, I mean, listen, in, up into my adulthood, just my profession, I'm an ICU nurse. I mean, can you imagine being an ICU nurse and like you like passing out every five seconds? Like that's probably not good for you or your patients. So that's why I have to be careful with getting too much into all of that. And I quickly have to divert myself back to, even when I do go to the left, I quickly have to divert myself back to, all right, Brittany, let's get back to God. So what I want to read is in Psalm 46, and I'm literally going to read the whole thing. Psalm 46, this is the CSB translation. God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not be afraid, though the earth trembles and the mountains topple into the depths of the seas, though its water roars and foams and the mountains quake with its turmoil. There is a river, its streams delight the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. God is within her. She will not be toppled. God will help her when the morning dawns. Nations rage, kingdoms topple. The earth melts when he lifts his voice. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come see the works of the Lord who brings devastation on the earth. He makes war cease throughout the earth. He shatters bows and cuts spears to pieces. He sets wagons ablaze. Stop fighting and know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. The Lord of armies is with is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. I have some favorite Psalms. This is this is like a top for me. And like the whole thing for me is highlighted in different things and you know, circled and starred and notes, because again, this, this is, this is one of my proclivities to going to fear and going to, and, and my fear, you know, doesn't paralyze me. I think some people's paralyzes them, but mine motivates me to go into myself and to try to fix and to, to build walls, protective walls and to, you know, nowhere in there you know, is like, hey, God, what do you think? It's Brittany, you need to fix, Brittany, you need to manage, and you need to get all of this stuff together. But man, Lord of armies, Lord of hosts, y'all, this this concept, this word, Lord of hosts, like 261 times, one commentary mentioned 200, over 250, 261 plus, but Yahweh Sabaoth, Lord of hosts, Lord of heaven's armies, Lord of armies. Let's go ahead and, and, and mesh them all together. The Lord Yahweh, self-existent, host, armies, angelic armies, all powerful, I wrote, ruler over the entire universe. He has all authority. He's all-knowing, all-capable. I wrote all those down when I'm thinking of this Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth. Wow. 
how do we compare to that? I mean, even as I'm putting, I'm thinking of my own self and my tendencies or when I'm going back to thinking about Exodus 14 and really knowing, again, no judgment to, to, to the Israelites to want to go back to, to bondage out of fear, out of that feels like that's the better decision. Where has that played out for you? Where has what you used to do, how you used to handle and manage situations seemed like the better decision today? Where is the enemy saying, did God really say? Where is he trying to establish doubt and where in your flesh are you weakly crumbling and going back to what you know? So this is, this is so important to tackle is you turn on the news. If you are a news watcher, again, my mom watches it. This is, this is no, this is no shade, but if you're watching, ensure that you're doing some heart assessment with all that's going on, all the trouble I pray for, for, for this, these, this attack on Israel and brothers and sisters of Christ. And I mean, just even if they're not just, I, I pray for the lost, right? Not even just the brothers and sisters of Christ, but just all. And just being broken for, for this turmoil that, that's going on. But assess your heart because our response as the disciple who, who have a core level faith in Jesus Christ, our response as the world is onward looking at us and reading our social media posts and listening to our conversations at work, et cetera, they're listening and watching for an answer. And our answer should not seem like the answer that they're giving because they're misguided. Our answer is, so if you, again, Psalm 46. So verse one, God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. And I love this, this purpose clause, this purpose clause, therefore, in verse two. So it's like times of trouble, times of worry, times to go back to bondage, times to go back to this old habit, this old ways, this old ways of thinking, life apart from God, self-reliance, whatever you want to fill in the blanks, times of trouble. But here's the purpose clause. Here's the dependent clause of what we do when trouble happens. Verse two, therefore we will not be afraid. Though the earth trembles and the mountains topple into the depths of the seas, though the waters roars, though its waters roars and foams and the mountains quake with its turmoil. And going down to verse 10, just to wrap this up, stop fighting and know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. Stop fighting. So if you go back to Exodus 14, it says um, in verse 13, don't be afraid, stand firm. Stand firm, stop fighting, be still. So this CSB version says, stop fighting. King James, ESV, they say be still. 
and breaking that Hebrew word down. I, I talked about this before. Um, uh, I use from my mentor years. She it's blue letter Bible. It's so helpful. You know, not that I'm trying to go around and speak, you know, Hebrew, but it just helps you to understand the root word better and, and to help you apply it better and respond better when you're reading scripture. Um, but stop fighting, stop striving, be still. That's not meaning be quiet, like don't have anything to say. I mean, maybe if God is telling you to just shh, be quiet <laughs> in that moment, but, but it's, it's really talking about the action not the flailing around like the two-year-old who's, you know, won't, won't have it, won't take a nap. Like just go to sleep. Just, just stop moving. Stop trying to search on Google. Stop trying to go find this 18th job when God has already said, no, have a seat. Stop trying to, to leave this marriage if God is telling you to stop and, and have a seat. Stop fearing that this rebellious child is not under control by him. Stop fearing that the breakdown of the world is the end of your life. It's the beginning because Jesus is coming. Y'all, so this, this literally applies to everything in totality. Where are you flailing? Where are you not trusting and being still? And y'all, this, this was a massive heart check for me. So when I'm saying this, this, this is like me talking to me, okay? Because again, I talked, this is my proclivity. Well, what more do I need to know? Where can I research? How can I be, right? It's just rest. The world is unstable, but y'all, our God is not. How can he, is, this is the Lord of armies, heaven's armies, angelic armies, Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth. He is over it all. From the hair on your head to the war or the trouble in Israel, to this valley and cavity that's going on in your home or in your life or in your job or with your marriage or with this unanswered prayer request or with uh, whatever the case may be, y'all, stop fighting, stop wrestling, stop striving, be still. Three things. I wrote this again, just like writing it to myself. Run to him, Brittany. Don't walk. Lay your weapons and resources down. Don't hold back. And I had to put the hold back for me because, you know, I might give him like nine out of 10. <laughs> but then I still try to hold that one more thing. One more thing. If if you have ever tried to put a, a toddler down, I'll never forget with my daughter. Oh, she was so difficult. Th- this girl didn't even go to sleep 100% through the night. She would get up and come in our room until like a year and a half. But putting her down for a nap, I kid you not, she would like just be moving. It's almost like you have to lay carefully, not your whole body weight, but lay enough of your weight for her to go to sleep. And I kid you not, when she couldn't move, she would just be moving her fingers. Girl, if you <laughs> don't go to sleep, ha- go to sleep. This, this, is, this, is, this was literally Layla. Oh, my goodness. So I said, don't hold back. 
the third thing, fall into his arms, Brittany. Stop trying to figure it out. So I'll say him again. Run to him, Brittany. Don't walk. Or you. Run to him. Don't walk, friend. Lay all your weapons down. What you got, friend? What's in the back seat? What's in the trunk? <laughs> What's in your purse? What, 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 you, what, what are you trying to hold back from him? You need to surrender. Last thing is fall into his arms. Find rest. Stop trying to figure it out. Yeah, Psalm 46 was just an answer to an answer. And I pray that it's encouraging for you and wherever this meets you today. Have a great day and I will see y'all back here.